Good afternoon. You are listening to the Recovery Hour Talk Radio Show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the CAT 10 ENT Network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Recovery Hour. Once again, this is Bill and Tanisha, and it is our privilege to bring you a special show. As we always say, we have a treat for you, but today we got a real treat. Today, recovery is on fire. It's alive and well. Today, I'm with a group of my partners who just came out of this hot training, man. They are lit. They're crunk. They're brand new. Paul is sitting there reading the book. Boy, check this out. That's what experts are made from understanding the material, for understanding the DNA of recovery. But before we get off to the cosmos, first and foremost, Tanisha, say hi to all the people out there in Radio Land that say you are the voice of the future. Hello to all of our followers. Um, hello to everyone who tunes in to us. We are very grateful for you all who have joined this journey of recovery with us. And I am just grateful, like I say every week, to be here another week. Well, thank you, Tanisha. Anyway, with that being said, before we get off the cosmos, I would be remiss if I first didn't shout out to our sponsors, to the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative that's been adopted here in Rockdale County, the purpose of which is to reduce the number of people in jails that feel like us on the inside and the outside for all of those reasons. Also, I would like to shout out to Commissioner Doreen Williams, the tip of the spear, because without her vision, her guidance, and her tutelage, we probably wouldn't be here doing this like this, because somebody has to open the door of recovery so that recovering people can do what we do. Anyway, with that being said, like I said, I brought a group of my friends together. I choose to call them friends. They're really family. These are the people that are doing the thing doing the thing, man. These are people who are doing the very thing that represents recovery here. So with that being said, I want to introduce my partners who are all certified peer specialists, certified addiction specialists, and all of the above, and the baby. Anyway, so, <laughs> so with, with that being said, I'm going to start with you, T. Will you tell the people out there in Radio Land who you are, what you do, and what recovery means to you. Well, hello to you all out there in the nation. I am Teresa Carmichael, and I work here in Rockville with the program called the Opening Doors to Recovery. I work with individuals that are coming from incarceration with persistent mental illness and substance use. So we provide intense case management services to them. What recovery means to me is it means hope. It definitely means hope. And so for me, I strive every day you know, to, to be a better person and about changing lives of others. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Pablo, you want to tell the people out there who you are and all the fancy letters after your name and what you do and what recovery means to you. Hi, family. My name is Paula Boyd and I'm a person in long-term recovery. I also is a peer specialist, a certified peer specialist for Rocky Account Accountability Course. And recovery means to me to be able to basically just lay a, a groundwork 
just lay the groundwork for my life on my not so good days so that I can have some safety, feel presence, be able to remember, you know, just the moments of the day, you know, just the simple things. I've learned in my life that I can do the humongous things, but the little small things like taking care of myself and taking my medication and making sure I keep all my doctor's appointments, those were the things that I just went over with a minimum of concern. But at the end of the day, my safety and my livelihood means everything to me today. You know, and so that's why I'm here. That's why I support everything that Rockdale County is doing for it. And I support the radio show. Yay. So Dave, tell all the people out there in Radio Land who you are and what recovery means to you today. Hello, everybody out there uh, listening. Uh, my name is David Durrell, and I'm not new in recovery. I'm new to uh, this area, and I'm grateful to be here. I am in long-term recovery. And what that means for me is learning how to live life on life's terms, man, and just re redirecting my life, you know, getting spiritually reconnected to my higher power, first and foremost, and my family, you know, and it's just a great journey, man. It just feels so awesome to be here and be a part of this, man. Who would have thought? So, mm -hmm. I'm great. That's it, man. That's good stuff. Cree, want to tell the people out there in Radio Land why they call you the baby. No. So <laughs> you want to tell, <laughs> Let's tell all the people in Radio Land who you are and what recovery means to you today. Hi, my name is Creelinia Harrison Brown, and I'm a participant and recipient of ODR program, Open Doors to Recovery. Recovery to me so far since I've been a participant has been a holistic approach to different aspects of your recovery from emotional, mental, spiritual, uh, financial, and just that holistic approach. I, this is the first time that I've had that approach be taken towards my recovery with a group of people in the community who didn't just look at my substance abuse, but uh, overall aspect of my life and helping me to overcome my challenges and difficulties with my substance abuse and different points and aspects of my life as well and having that support in community. Wow, that's really, really good yeah. stuff. And, and Tanisha, uh, I know that we know you, but just in case there's some new listeners out there, you want to tell the people who you are, what you do, and what recovery means for you today. Hello, everyone. I am Tanisha Character. I am also a person in long-term recovery. What that means to me is that it has been about three and a half years since I have used any drugs, alcohol, anything to change the way that I feel. And I am, I am a certified peer specialist for mental health. I'm also a, a CARES. I am the programs manager here at Grit and Grace. And what recovery means to me today is that it's a healthy journey that I've learned to be able to walk along to live my life. Um, it means that I have restored a spiritual relationship with my higher power and that I get to use that. I get to use my experiences. I get to use my mistakes today mm. to be able to help other people so that they don't have to make the same mistakes or that they can learn from, from mine. And so it, recovery has given me purpose today. Wow, that's and good so, stuff. And for all y'all that don't know out there, my name is Bill, and I'm a person in long-term recovery as well. What that means for me is that it's been almost 15 years, man, since I've altered the way I feel with a drink or a drug. 
But that also means it's been about 15 years since I've been locked up, beat up, or messed up. Best Christian language for the radio. It, it means that today I live a life of purpose. It means today that I am the executive director of Grit and Grace, which is the same thing as being a janitor. What that means is that today I am responsible. What that means is today I'm accountable. What that means is today I know where my keys are because I wear them on the loop around my belt instead of spending half of my life looking for them, unlike some of my friends. Anyway, what that also means is that today I have a vision of destiny, not just for me, but for other people. I know they said in the program, we will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Mm -hmm. Today, I understand what that means. Today, this thing I got, this gift, this miracle called recovery, bigger than sobriety, it's about purpose. It's about destiny. It's about legacy. It's about changing the world. It's about what we, it's about becoming a we. And, and it's an incredible journey. It's an incredible thing. It has endless possibilities. And today I am right in the middle of it. With that being said, Lindsay, so you want to tell all the people out there in Radio Land who you are and what you do and what recovery means to you. Well, my name's Lindsay. Hi, everybody out there. Thank you for having me again on the radio show. Uh, my name's Lindsay, and I actually now am employed by Grit and Grace. Um, I do data entry, and I am a CPS, which is a certified peer specialist. And recovery means a whole lot to me. I used to just think that when I thought about recovery, because I had grown up around it, or around the meetings and, and whatnot in AA, I used to think it was just getting clean. Now I know that it's a whole way of life. It means changing yourself, a connection with a higher power, and the support of, of people who are, who are trying to go where you're, you're, you're going and who've been through some of the things you've been through. I think that's vitally important for my, my recovery. And it's a beautiful way to live. Wow, thank you for sharing that, Lindsay. So I, I want to ask you guys a question because we talk about recovery and we talked about who we are today and we talked about, you know, just some of the things that what recovery means to us. But I guess that for people out there to really understand, I guess we should tell them the buck naked truth. I guess we should tell them, Ter Teresa, tell them what was your life like before your recovery? Oh, <laughs> you're probably wild. Well, my life before recovery, oh, it was a roller coaster. It was tunnels, dark tunnels, dark days, sleepless nights. It was a it was a roller coaster. And so it and I was stuck for some time. I got sick and tired of being stuck. I got sick and tired of the disrespect. And I wanted respect back for me as an individual and as a woman. And so I had to go within myself, pray, and I made the decision that I wanted to make a change in my life. And I started, you know, at that point by going into a drug and alcohol recovery program that I've never thought of ever in my life, you know, in a city where I'm this little country girl and I went into this facility where I shared a home with 25 women, you know, and I thought I was on some stuff and I realized like, wow. So, you know, that's, you know, that's just, you know, what I experienced. I was in a dark place. And so today I'm not, I'm not in that dark place anymore. And I'm, I'm able to, you know, to come and be in recovery and also 
give back, and help with saving lives. Wow. And so, Paula, what was life before recovery like for you? Life before recovery for me was a dark place. It was chaos, conflict, a lot of confusion, and I just couldn't tap into something, nothing that would release it. No drugs, no alcohol, nothing. No people, no places. And I turned to a lot of things trying to just fix it, you know. And finally, I just realized that surrender. It was a, a simple surrender, you know. And once I did that, doors start opening for me, you know. The first one that opened was a prison door, and I needed that. And then the second one that opened up was a hospital, and I needed that. And then the recovery came. The doors to recovery opened up for me, and I'm still here. I'm still here. Wow, that's good stuff. <laughs> Lindsay, what was life in recovery? What was life before you like before your recovery? Hell, my own personal that I created, but it was it was hell. It was lonely. I was full of fear, and I was my own worst enemy. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. What about you, Dave? What was, before recovery, how would you describe your life? Dark, depressing, lonely, like Lindsay said. All those things, all those negative things, man. And I self-sabotaged my own life for so long. You know what I'm saying? And then I started running from life. And I, I ran the drugs and alcohol, you know what I'm saying? Self-medicated for so long, you know what I'm saying? Until I thought that was the norm. And finally, I just got to a point in my life, man, I'm 54, and I got tired of it, you know what I'm saying? I got sick and tired of, of that lifestyle, wanting to change, and I found this herb program called Grit and Grace, man, and I'm, I'm so grateful to be here. Wow, that's good stuff. So, Tanisha, for you, before recovery, what was it like? If I just look at it overall, and I compare it to today, my my life before recovery was all negative. Mm -hmm. So I had negative choices, negative people around me. I was going to negative places. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was had negative bank accounts. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And and negative consequences. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And today I can truly say that all of those have turned to positive. Yeah, I keep positive right. people around me that's today. Right. Keep, you know, I go to positive places today. So that's basically, if I just look at the overall, everything in my past was was negative, you know, and a lot of them, those choices with using drugs, using alcohol, using people like we talk about, you know, that stuff, you know, led me down to a dark hole. So, Likewise, for me, it was an endless spiral of drug addiction, jails, institutions, near-death experiences, chaos. <laughs> like you say, every negative thing you can imagine, and then some more of that. It is our extreme pleasure to have such strong community partners, such as Viewpoint Health, to join us in our journey to recovering individuals as well as systems and procedures. Viewpoint Health offers an array of services and resources for individuals with mental health challenges, substance use challenges, as well as intellectual and developmental disabilities. To connect with them, please visit their website at www.myviewpointhealth.org or you can call 678-209-2411.
What was the catalyst? What was it that made you come across the street from the dark into the light? Cree, we're going to start with you. What was it that made you the catalyst for your change? I got pregnant. No, no. <laughs> I had already known I had a problem. I had zero capability of living life on life's terms. Um, I couldn't live life in the best of situations or circumstances or the worst. And I relied on alcohol as my comforter, even though it was abusive. I relied on them as my friend and confident, even though they just told me things that made things worse. <laughs> it made, like, so I had this kind of abusive, toxic relationship with alcohol where I wanted to rely on it and rely on them, but it just caused destruction. And I got pregnant and I, I realized, you know, I can't manage my own life. How am I supposed to manage the life of another human being? Either I get help or this person, I'm going to make them suffer for my mistake. And I tried to do this by myself so many times. I had this man reach out his hand and say, we'll give this a try. And that person was you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done, Mr. Bill. And I just remember thinking, well, if you're done and you don't want nothing else and you feel like you're defeated, what's the worst that can happen to try again? And I did. And... I just kept coming back and my life changed for the better. Hey, one day at a time. Dave, let me ask you a question. What was the catalyst for you coming across from the dark into the light? Numerous incarcerations, but this last one, I was facing the city of the sentence. I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to change my life, you know what I'm saying? But I had the information. I just wanted to find myself. And drug, uh, drug court was introduced to me and recommended to me in, in jail. So I got, you know, I got to try something different if I want to, if I want something different to happen in my life. And I tried, you know, I signed up for drug court, man. And you came to my graduation. Matter of fact, you did. You know, my RSAP graduation. I think your authoritative tone, man, you know, was like you really hit home. You know what I'm saying? And I could see it working. Like, right? then when I came out, I came right here, man. And I seen, I said, it's real right here. <laughs> and that was it. That's good stuff. Lindsay, what was the catalyst for you? What made you come across the road? Why did the chicken cross the road? Catalyst, I would say negative consequences. Wait, no, I was used to those. Pain, no, I was used to those. I think I got to a point where I was no longer okay with being in the hell that I created. And then with some intervention from some, some good people, one of those people being you and God is what 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 brought me over all the way to the other If side. I remember correctly, Tanisha called me and said, hey, listen, <laughs> we're going to get Lindsay. I'm like, going to get her what? Where are y'all bring her to? We're bring her over here. Oh, no. That's right. And uh, yeah, I beg, I, I know that. I, I know that there was a meeting before that meeting. And uh, yeah, I can't forget Stephen and Tanisha <laughs> were sitting down saying, Hey, we need to talk to you. And I'm like, What are we talking about? We're talking about Lindsay. I'm like, Oh man, oh man. So, shout out to Stephen and Tanisha, but they were all in for the jack move. <laughs> they said, We're gonna go get her. We're gonna go get her. Thank God. They were about that life. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. I stayed home. They went and got you and came back with you. It's like, Zaya, feels right. But they said we got to go get them. Yeah. And that's what that's what it's all about. Going to yeah. get them from the jaws of death. 
So, Paula, what was the catalyst for you? Why did you come across the rug? I was thrust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the hands of my abuser. Mm -hmm. And I had stayed in a comfortable position. I always got a position for the for the hands and the beatings and the, the, the abuse. And, and I was just, I was done, but I didn't know how not to be done. Mm -hmm. And the prayers, my mama's prayers, my grandmother's prayers, everybody that had prayed for me, those prayers are why I'm sitting here today. Wow. You know, I had prayed plenty of nights to get out of it, but I didn't. And by, you know, one day the police knocked on the door and, and they took me. And 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 that was a that was the way out for me. Even though it was jail, I, I thank God for jail. Mm -hmm. I think I've heard me say that a lot of times. I I, I thank God that I got arrested mm -hmm. because of the situation that I was in, you know. And it took me a long time to heal from that. And I'm still in the healing process, but I'm way better than I used to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I realized that uh hurt people hurt people. And so I've learned through this recovery process to to love, mm -hmm. to help. And to be there for someone else, you know, and I do that from a distance, you know, and and that's the best joy that I can get and the best check mark or the at a girl that I can get from anybody that's praying for my abuser. Mm -hmm. And I do that daily. So let, let me ask you a question, Teresa. What was the catalyst for you? Why did you come across the catalyst for me was at the time I didn't have my children because of my addiction. And my father was terminally ill. And where I grew up, you know, I'm a, they call it a PK kid. So I'm a, I'm a preacher's daughter. And so being raised in the church, you know, my entire life. And so having a father that was a true man of Christ and his prayers and my mom's prayers and, mm -hmm. and them watching me, you know, going backwards. And so I didn't want my father to leave this earth, and I was still in my addiction. Also, my children were my life, and so I wanted my children back. Not that no one had taken them away, but I just had them different places because it was what was best for them at the time. So for me, in order for me to get myself back together, to get my family back, I had to, I had to cross over. I had to cross over, so... So that was my reason. It was for my children and for the love of my parents. Well, that, that's really good stuff. And Tanisha, what would you say was the catalyst for your journey? I think I had three big things that all kind of come together to become my catalyst, or maybe two and then one that kind of helped me do it. What really helped me decide it was when I got arrested with my children in the car and them seeing it. And in that, in that, time when I spent in jail after that, enough was enough for me. You know, when you get to that point where enough is enough, and I tell people that all the time, like, can't nobody else want it for you. You got to get to that point where enough is just enough. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where I was at. And then, now I had been recommended uh, <laughs> accountability course before, and I had turned it down. At this point, it was like, look, now, if you're doing this, are you going, you know, you're going to have to start some time. And so, that was what what did it for me, you know, being in, in the accountability courts for 18 months, I knew I owed something not only to my kids, to myself, to God, to my family, you know, just to people in general, you know, instead of acting 
the way I was acting on a normal basis, showing out and all that, that I needed to change my life. So I committed to that for that 18 months and I continued at work. Wow, that's, that's really good stuff. And for me, it's really simple. I, I was skinned. I, I didn't have any skin left. Uh, all the skin I had, I, I was growing. Man. I don't know, a lot of people have low bottoms or medium bottoms or whatever. My bottom, my bottom was in China. I didn't have no skin left. There, I, there was nothing left. Nothing, nothing, nothing. There were no more options, no more nothing. And, and whew, surrender, like Paula said, surrender. So with that being said, all of us being in recovery today, I'm going to ask you a question. What's right with you today? And we got a lot of things that are going good, right? A lot of things that are really positive. But what's right with you today? And, and, and for me, and I'm going to start, for me today, I have an opportunity to serve. And, and, and I spent my whole life taking, I spent my whole life thirsty, spent my whole life surviving. And today, I have an opportunity to serve and, and to be a hope dealer, right? And, and, and to to connect other people with a miracle, the facilitation of miracles, right in the middle of it, even me, right? And that is the best thing that ever happened to me. And, and, and this feeling was the feeling I was looking for. And a lot of people look for that feeling and they call it high, but it really is low. And, and this is high. It's a higher calling, it's a higher aspiration, it's a higher purpose, it's directly from a higher power. It's all of those things and the remuneration from it. I sit in groups and, and I get more out of it than anybody. <laughs> I, you know, to yeah. see someone else get better is amazing. It's like, and, and to be surrounded by people who are serving, this is a ministry. And to see that in action is an incredible thing. Because I remember a time when we were a pack. And if a joker walked in the door, they was done on whatever level that meant, whether it was the shiny object or whether it was the mask. However you want to get it, you can get it. And, and today be on the opposite side of that. That's my why. And, and that's really big. What about you, Teresa? What's right with you today? Well, what's right with me today is that <laughs> I think before I do things. You know, I, I and 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 I have, you know, individuals I'm not sure about something I I, you know, have some, you know, have those that I can talk talk over with someone to help me process things when I'm feeling some kind of way. What's also right is that um I'm just um I'm happy. I'm out here in these streets saving lives, mm -hmm. being able to give back, mm -hmm. and uh, just being positive, being a positive person. Mm, yes. Wow. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yes. What about you, Paul? What's right with you today? What's right with me today is that I am reinforcing my why. You know, educational groups. We just finished a, a wellness recovery action plan today here at Grit and Grace mm. and from the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network. Mm -hmm. And just gaining more information on how to better serve. Mm -hmm. uh, I can t I'm a caretaker, so I can do it that way, but it doesn't work my way. And I know that today. So I'm open to other avenues, you know, mm -hmm. the various avenues of how and to serve. 
And, and that's one of the best things for me to be open. Wow, that's good stuff. What about you, Lindsay? What, what is, what's right with you today? Today, I have this amazing opportunity to, to be a part of something that's so much bigger than myself. I God has put me in an in, in, in amazing position to be able to learn and grow from people like you and Tanisha and Paula. And, and, and I get to be a part of this thing that like has, has, has filled that, that God-sized hole, that thing that I was searching for all the time with the, with the drugs, with the anything. It's right here. And I get to live it every day. I get to come in here and be a part of that. And, that's amazing. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so, Dave, what's right with you today, man? Man, like, choices I make, man, I make. You know what I'm saying? I talk about, like, I'm running by people. I don't just make no crazy-ass choices. You know what I'm saying? Without yeah. talking to somebody about it or, yes. you know, my relationship with my mother is awesome, man. Yes. You know, I mean, that, that's just something I hold dear to me. You know, I talk to her every day. If I don't, she's gonna check me out. <laughs> um, and this is my overall inner peace, man. You know, I got a peace inside me, man. And you know, the wind can't toss around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just I'm, mm -hmm. I'm grounded. Oh, wow, that's good mm -hmm. stuff. What about you, Creek? What's right with you today? Um, previously, my life was a continual downward spiral that, like, once again, I could not handle because <laughs> um, I was self-medicating. So I want to say today, I at least give myself the opportunity to walk down that road to facilitate change on my best day or my worst days mm -hmm. to improve. The love that I encounter in this program for my community holds me accountable to love myself and to love, give that love back to others from all that they're pouring into me. I couldn't do it by myself. And now I have this community that teaches me I don't have to do it by myself. Not mm -hmm. only did, could I not do it, like there's so much more I can be with the help of others. And I've never had that before. I've never had somebody fight and fight with, with me. And some days it's probably harder than I can. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's been a miracle. It's been a blessing that, um, that's not everybody's fortunate enough to receive. Yeah, wow, that's good stuff. We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger. What about you, T? What's right with you? You know what's right with me today, and I think I had a I had a chance yesterday to reflect on it, and and today too is mm -hmm. that I think sometimes we take for granted, or we may not realize the power that we have. Mm in our team mm -hmm. right here mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because to to be in that training today and we had we was uh honored with the presence of Ms. denise hardy <laughs> in the house and you know and and she was just talking about our energy as a team mm -hmm. and when i was able to reflect on that like we truly treat each other like family yes. and you know yes. family is gonna have a time you yes. know what i'm saying yes. you got yes. you gonna get into it with yes. people in your family but that's okay because we all love each other and we, we we truly treat each other like that. And so I'm just grateful to be a part of a loving team that's like a family. Yeah. You know? yeah. and, and, you know, 
I've, I've watched that all the time. You know, I, I watch us all the time. And a recovery-oriented system of care. <laughs> all the things apply. Mm -hmm. I see systems that call themselves recovery-oriented systems of care. Mm -hmm. And they might be systems. They might have the word recovery-oriented on their jacket or on their business statement, but it's not real. And so when we hear people that we serve say, mention the word love. Come on now. Mm -hmm. Even when it's tough, you know, and because Mike always says something to me, it gets tough in the pain. <laughs> you feel me? And, and, and one of the things that I I, I re, admire the most about our team is that the jokers on our team, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How you want to get it? I mean, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. We're trying our best to love you, but how are you trying to get it? You know what I mean? <laughs> and and uh, this is not a fear based society, and, and, and recovery is really real. It's really real, and, and, and iron sharpens iron, mm -hmm. and I remember being in some places where it wasn't iron, it was cotton, and they said it was my fault because I couldn't get it from them because they said I didn't want it bad enough, or they saying I was this or that. Y'all just didn't have it like I needed to get it. Mm -hmm. I needed to get out yeah. the dirt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I need to get it out the dirt. And, and or else I won't respect it. Come on now. You know, so that's one of the things that I see. I watch other people as they look at us, and I watch what happens when people walk through that door. Mm -hmm. And and you know, it's getting bigger too. Get bigger, get more powerful, get more powerful. <laughs> you know, Teresa saying Kane, Leroy, and Mike, Colin, Denise, and Lindsay, and you know what I'm saying? And, and I, I watch them and we're mob deep. And recovery is mob deep. That's an incredible thing. Because when I think back just a few years ago, and I came here to Rockdale, and I asked the commissioner, I said, so where's the recovery people at? Where's the recovery community? And she said, there's Walter. And I said, that's it? She said, yeah. She said, you got to meet the recovery dude. His name is Walter. And I'm like, that's it? Yeah. And I love Walter. He's the world's oldest living peer specialist, right? But can you imagine what it's like? Can you imagine trying to do this all by yourself? It's impossible to be as effective, hands-on, because you ain't got enough hands. For all these jokes moving, you know? And, and, and I, I know it's working because I see people coming for it. Phones are blowing up. First call I got today was from, and, and the lady said, hey, how are you doing? I said, hey, she said, this is Kim. And, and I'm like, Kim who? She said, remember you saw me yesterday at the cleaners. I'm like, oh, you're talking about Chief Lucas. You understand what I'm saying? And, and so when the, when the chief of police is calling you on the phone, because I got somebody that I need to send, I need to understand. Do I need to fill out the papers or do you know? <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? The people realize that recovery is a thing. The guy, uh, somebody told me. Mm -hmm. I can get help here. Uh, I can get help here. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I heard it in the meeting. I heard it on the radio. I heard it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's really powerful. So, and, and so we kind of talked about a bunch of things. And we're going to get to the part about the other thing y'all did today. Well, let's get to it now because Denise was here. Denise Hardy, shout out to Denise Hardy, Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network. 
one of the leading organizations for the creation of peer workforce and the facilitation of recovery and, and all of those things in the in the world, let alone in the state, let alone in the country. It was an incredible thing for me to have Denise come here today because the first training that I ever sat in, she did. Wow. Uh, about 12 years ago, I was sitting in mental health first aid and was in new employee orientation. I was green as hell. And there was a whole lot of people from a whole lot of places, but I didn't see no recovery. I, I saw a lot of people. I didn't see no recovery. And I didn't see nothing that made me feel like it was like me. And, and, and Denise came and she started doing the thing. And she said, oh, come on, y'all loosen up a little bit. And she was doing, doing the church lady dance. And, and I said, what's up? And something caught my eye. There was something familiar about that. And, and she was well-dressed, too. That was young. And, and my perspectives were a bit askew. However, I, they say we lead by attraction rather than promotion. And, and her and Charles Willis, God bless the dead, he came the next day to the training and facilitated part of that. That was the first two people like me that I saw in recovery. And I didn't know what it was. It was something about the way they were talking. It was something about the language they were using. There was something different about what they were saying than for what all these other people, because in new employee orientation, there's a million people talking and everybody's trying to get you to read this manual or that manual or whatever. And so for me to know that you guys were getting ready to have that experience, priceless for me, because I know what it did for me. Mm -hmm. And I've teased Denise over the years because she's part of my recovery story. She's the one I saw that when we went on break, I pulled her and Charles to the side and I said, let me ask you a question. How did y'all get in with the people y'all with? How did that happen? They said, oh, we're a certified peer specialist. I said, so explain to me, how, how can how did it? Yeah. I cannot get it. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> they said, you'll be great. Let me get numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me get them numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and we've been friends for years and years and years. And we've been speaking all over the place. And, and today, they, they, it's no big eyes, no little you. Mm -hmm. They look right across the table at me. And just like I look across the table at you and you, and I know where we're going. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a powerful thing. Let me ask you a question. What was the training like for you, Teresa? What was the rap training like for you? What was your biggest takeaway from it? Well, my biggest takeaway from it was... <laughs> Having five people that I can call on. Yes. Not only having them five people, but you got to have a discussion with them five people, letting them know that they one of them five people that you're going to call on when you need them. <laughs> you yeah. know, and um, and just having them for, for that support. So that was one of the biggest takeaways because just knowing that I need to identify exactly five people yeah. that mm -hmm. could be that support for me when I need it. And, and real soldiers. See, that, and I was sharing that with the people in the group today. You may not like me. I may not be your flavor. But if your ass is ever on fire, <laughs> see, I ain't scared of the fire. That's right. See, I ain't scared of that fire. You understand? You, you may not know me unless you really need me. And if you really need me, then you'll know. Mike, what was your big takeaway from the training today? Bill, I, I, you know, big things come in small packages. I'm gonna use small stuff, but this, this is powerful too, right? Here. This is powerful too. This little bit of book, you got so much. 
got so much information in it. And I'm, I'm just chopping at the best to, to read it, but it was it was all the information that she was giving out about rap. Yes. You know, I, and, and all, all the new stuff. Yes. You know, uh, that we can use. And, yes. And, and it's, it's great. It's, this, this is going to be a good read. Yes. So this, yes. This, this, this is me. What about you, Lindsay? What was your big takeaway from the training? I'm in a uniquely wonderful place in my recovery right now where information and knowledge is so important. And, and um, it was very informative. And I, I loved one of the things that stood out was how important a support system is and, and having those five people. And but, but bigger than all of that, I love Denise. And like Tanisha was saying earlier, there's something special in that room with, with, with just the power of, of we, like you always speak of. And it was there and it was beautiful uh, and it was a moving experience. So the information was awesome, but uh, I think the experience itself was was bigger than just information. Wow. And so, Dave, what was the what was the training like for you? What was that experience like? Oh, for you? Man, it was uh, it was very rewarding for me, man, because I never thought I've always said I wanted to be get into that field of of uh, helping, you know, at refuge or whatever like that. But like just to be a part of that, you know, what I'm saying. It was, it was really informative and the little uh, activities you did in there were yeah. like, you know, hands on. It wasn't somebody just talking out of a book, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was personal. It was personal. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, big time. Denisa, what was your big takeaway from this friend? So, I mean, I had, I had a prior knowledge of the rap plan, so I do understand that it was, we got a more in-depth, you know, understanding of that. I would say overall, my favorite thing was the engagement and activities, like you said. And my my favorite one, I just ran to go get the paper. <laughs> it's called the Personal Bill of Rights. And yeah. I just loved it. I thought, I thought it was very, very powerful. And it was uh, it's just a Bill of Rights, 27 rights that we have for ourselves. And everybody got to go around the room and just pick out one that that really spoke to them or that they could they could identify with, right? And so mine was I have the right to be uniquely myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I thought that was powerful. I said I'm gonna take that home with me. I'm gonna put it up on the thing, even if I read one or two a day. Mm -hmm. That I really really took that away, and I really like that. So, Kulenia, I'm gonna ask you a question. When you see them and you hear them. And you experience them because you experience something mass, right? Okay. And so, what does what is that like for you? What is your big takeaway from this, the whole peer support experience? I want to say it's the first time in my life where I could enter a place and know that the people I'm interacting with have no hidden intention or maliciousness, no underlying character defect that'll hurt or harm me. I feel completely safe to be vulnerable, to be myself, to be honest, and to be able to fully rely on someone. All of my life, I've had to deal with people who had some character defect in one way or another to where I knew I couldn't be completely safe around them, right. um, that it would come back to negatively affect me in some way. But every time I step in here, I know I'm surrounded not by one, two, three, 
I found my family outside of my family. And that's wherever you know your your heart can be safe. You as a person can be respected and honored and coddled sometimes. <laughs> like, and it's okay because <laughs> they love you and they care about you and they don't have anything that's going to come around and snap back at you at any given time. You don't have to be afraid. I This is my safe place. This is my chosen family that chose me too. And and they fight with me. That's a good thing. I, I think she, you said something really powerful. Mm -hmm. This is my chosen family and they chose me too, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the greatest thing about the fellowship. That's the greatest thing about this thing called recovery is that you choose it and then it chooses you. Mm -hmm. and, and when it chooses you, it may be uncomfortable at first, but it really works out well. We are proud partners of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Rockdale Newton Chapter. NAMI Georgia is an organization of family, friends, and individuals whose lives have been affected by mental challenges. Together, we advocate for better lives for those individuals who have a mental challenge, and we offer support, education, and advocacy as we do so. Please visit the NAMI Georgia website at www.namigeorgia.org. And if you are local to the Rockdale Newton area, we would love to have you join the family. For more information, you can visit www.namirockdalenewton.com or follow their Facebook page at NAMI Rockdale Newton. So before we go, I've got one trick question that I have for each and every one of you. Right. And I thought about letting you get away before you got it. But then I said, since I got you on national radio, now's the best time to ask you this. <laughs> so the question is, <laughs> what is one thing about you that people can't see that you would like them to know? What is one thing about you that people can't see, but you would like for them to know? And I'm going to start because I see the puzzle look on your faces. So I'm going to start because that's what fearless leaders do. The one thing that I would like for people to know about me that they can't see, but I would like for them to know is that I am a warrior for the kingdom of God. And that if you ever really need me, I will be there for you. There you go. So I've started it off. Please don't steal my answer. And we're going to go to you, Tanisha. I am... Y'all might know this, but I'm just going to say it for the radio. So I am a creative, and I believe that everyone should follow their passion. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. And now, Lindsay. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, you guys may know, but okay, so we're going to go like this, but you may not know the second part. So I, since you talked about following your passion, I love acting, right? However, 
I'm actually, and you guys may not know this, but I'm actually really shy and insecure. There you go. There you have it. Shy and insecure. There you have it. Paul was like, oh, you stole my answer. <laughs> and next we have Mike. You know, guys, I'm 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 not from here, but I've been here for two years, and I got some family here. A lot of my family is still in Mississippi where I came from. But a lot of people don't see or think you guys know that I'm a granddad. I mean, the granddad, I got three grandkids. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they're very good kids. Mm -hmm. That's one kind of question. Yeah. Yeah. There's always one. So, so you got two in the possible. <laughs> but I'm a granddad. And next, we'll go to. Teresa. Well, well, well. I know something y'all may not know, honey. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. Spill the tea. That's right. Tough on the outside, honey, but I'm weak. I'm not having no push on, but I'm, I'm a scared person too now. <laughs> <laughs> that one thing, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared sometimes. <laughs> there you go. Thank you yeah. for sharing. <laughs> Let's go to you, Paula. Well. <laughs> One thing about me that y'all may not know is that I'm a twin. Mm. Y'all know that, right? Yeah. Okay, so let me go with that. Well, I'm going to go on. I'm going to get on the road that Teresa is on. I'm scary as heck. I dress it up on the outside. <laughs> but my inside, you saying, best thing about it is that I got some people that I be around all the time, right? And they know that. And they push me. <laughs> You can do it too. Miss Paula, you can do that. Miss Paula, this Tanisha, Miss Paula. Because I think that's the way it should work. Yes, but guess what, though? I, I can conquer that fear because I got y'all. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't have to I don't have to ride it out by myself. I can ask Bill. Mm -hmm. You know, Tanisha, Lenia, yeah. you, I can ask today. Yeah. And that's the most beautiful thing it is. I didn't never know I could ask. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? That's going around like Godzilla and the, everything else. I'm trying to work on that internal terrorist that mm -hmm. still make those irresponsible decisions. And it was just, and it's just a terror to my own self. <laughs> so, and people don't know how much I really do need to be poured into. I really am a baby. Like, I am like literally pouring out my entire cup and starting over and just allowing people to pour back into me. Wow. Yeah. So well, when you said call me the baby, I was like, dang. <laughs> I think that's really good stuff. And I'd like to make an addendum to all the people that said I only have seven dimensions of wellness. I actually <laughs> do have eight emotions are a thing for me. Anyway, with that being said, uh, I want to thank y'all for taking time. Oh, well, then the crowd goes wild. I want to thank all y'all for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know that. Uh, and, and thank y'all for making grit and grace a powerful place. 
for making grit and grace a recovery community that is strong, for making this place something bigger than a building, making it a, a way of life, making it a safe haven for people, making it for a, a, a place when the storm is going outside, people come here, they feel safe, even with lions, tires, and bears in remission. Anyway, with that being said, Tanisha, will you tell all the people out there in Radio Land, I love this part, will you tell all the people out there in Radio Land how they can get this message? If I can remember. So as I encourage everyone every week, I want to encourage you all to create positive connections. And we hope that we will be one of those positive connections for you. You can connect with us by going to rockdalesteppingup.com and go to the bottom of that webpage. Um, and there's a little Stay Connected tab. If you click on that tab, it'll take you to a library of our monthly newsletters. And in each one of those newsletters, you get a Commissioner's Corner, which is a message from Dr. Doreen Williams Yay. telling you about the recovery community and what we're doing out here in Rockdale County. We also highlight a person in recovery as our champion of recovery for the month. And that is someone spreading a message of hope and sharing their recovery journey with you all. We also highlight a champion of change, which is one of our partners in the community who is creating positive change in the community and the world around them. We also have several different announcements in there. We have recovery resources. We have links to all of those things like meetings and events, everything that you could imagine. We list it in that monthly newsletter. Also, we want to encourage everyone to follow Grit and Grace on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed under Grit and Grace, R-C-O. Mm -hmm. And if you, <laughs> if you want to keep hearing these messages, just like the one you heard today, please tune in to Category 10 ENT on the His Hop Network every Wednesday at 12 p.m. and Thursdays at 1 p.m. If you cannot tune in at those times, we have a podcast that is listed on several different platforms. We are listed on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify, and iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts. So y'all keep coming back. Yes, right. Well, thank you, Tanisha. Anyway, with that being said, y'all cherish the tips you hold, and we're going to see y'all soon. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.